If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where two bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor with Kate, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mr. Mr. Ben Errington. How the devil are you, Mr. Ben Errington? I'm good, man. How the devil are you? I'm good. No, cool. <laughs> I had a little think. So yeah, we won the we won the quiz last week. I feel like I was doing really well until the last question again. Yeah, I feel like I started off quite badly again. I feel like that's kind of my, that's kind of my thing. I need to start off quite badly. I think it's speed round. I kind of panic a little bit. My brain goes all over the place when I'm given a couple of seconds. Yeah, and there's no timer. I feel a lot more relaxed. I spend my brain energy points early on, like yeah. uh, those speed rounds. I get hyper focused, but then I'm just tired <laughs> afterwards. Well, considering, so considering we had to essentially work as a team. Essentially, that that means we're the perfect team if you're good at those. And yeah, yeah, not. tag team. I start tag the tag team, team yin yeah. and yang, mate. <laughs> uh, have we got any horror news? Yeah, we've got some horror news. I was thinking, oh, are we filling the ground for horror news? But then I remembered a couple of big stories. So the first one is that Universal are bringing the Wolfman back to life with Ryan Gosling attached <sighs> to Star. What I like about this is that on every every news story I've seen. The picture of Ryan Gosling is a screenshot from The Nice Guys, and I can only imagine what that what a, what a crossover between The Nice Guys and Wolfman. That'd be great. Be like I feel like I feel like I want to see it. So yeah, obviously we got 2010's The Wolfman with Benicio del Toro in the role. Did you see that? Uh, I want to say yeah, but I'm not too sure. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure I, I'm pretty sure I saw it, but I don't remember anything about it. So. It looks obviously it looks as though the dark universe stuff is completely gone, which I think we knew anyway, and then they're just doing new spins on it. So whether it'll be a modern spin on it, like uh, Ryan Gosling in 2020 turning into a wolf man, 
uh, could be interesting. I want to see, now you said it, I want to see Shane Black do a paranormal investigator type show with the nice guys. Oh, wow. Sort of people. <laughs> yeah. Seeking that would out be cool. monsters and shit. Like a X-Files monster of the week, but with... Nice guys. With, uh, <laughs> with the nice yeah. guys, Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. I feel like I would watch Russell, uh, Ryan Gosling anything, so... No matter which, it's fantastic. I don't. I wonder. If, I wonder if he'll be playing the piano in it, like in La La Land. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. Maybe he'll transform while playing the piano. Yeah, that bluesy uh, jazz Wolfman. I'd go for that. Yeah, Howlin. Howlin. What's his name? Howlin James Wolf. No, what's the, there's a a blues man called Howlin something. Howlin. Oh, I'm sure Jones. there is. Howlin Thomas. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so, so, go on. so apparently Corey Finley is being attached as one of the has been linked to be directing it. He directed something called Bad Education. I've not seen that. Okay. It's like a um apparently the film is based on a pitch from Gosling himself, who at one point was going to direct. But maybe they've gone. Come on. He did uh he did Lost River, right? Yes. Which I've not yes. seen. Yeah, I've seen that and it's pretty out there, pretty nuts. Quite Lynchian, I remember. Mm. Interesting. Mm. I mean, Interesting indeed. Yeah. Okay, got something else for you. Go on. <laughs> um, so someone called Elizabeth Claviter has been set as a showrunner for a Silence of the Lambs sequel series called Clarice. I don't know if you know anything about this. This is actually the first I've heard about it. What? A Silence of the Lambs sequel oh. series? Wait. Called Clarice. Yeah. It's, was Clarice one of the... Uh... Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to be still with Silent Hills there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Silence <laughs> of the Lambs, you said. Oh, yeah, the Lambs. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I'd so rather see more Hannibal, I think, than uh, Silence of the Lambs yeah. TV show. Apparently, Clarice is set in 1993, a year after the events of Silence of the Lambs. Series is a deep dive into the untold personal story of Clarice Starling. Um, when was Hannibal, the movie, set? When was the that? Like, Silence of the Lambs. Oh. Well, no, Hann- Hannibal, when... Um, What's her name? Julianne Moore played Clarice. Oh, I don't know. And didn't and didn't even attempt to do the southern accent. Or I think she might have done at the start and then she gave up halfway through. I'm assuming that was set in 2001, which I think when it was released. So obviously we've got a few years of... Stuff. Yeah. I'd, I, I'd, I'm not in the loop with Silence of the Lambs at all. Really. I've not seen it for ages. Okay. Okay. I need to watch the, uh, the Manhunt one as well. You know, the uh, yeah, Michael Mann one. that's good. Hmm. Michael Manhunter. Yeah. Um, I kind of watch Silence of the Lambs every couple of years, I think. That's one. The other ones, Red Dragon, Hannibal, and obviously Manhunter. Not so much. Um, there was a Hannibal Rising film as well. Do you remember that? Yeah. I think so. It's always rising. It's rising. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's that. Okay, last piece of news as well. Blumhouse and Lee Wanell. Not Wanell. Who'd say that? Um, are adapting Upgrade into a sequel television series. What's this about sequel television series? I don't know if it needs it. <laughs> no. I mean, it's well, a cool world. Us... It's a cool little cyberpunk sort of world. So maybe there's something there. Yeah. Yeah. Depends. That could be, I mean, it could be cool. I'd definitely, I'd definitely watch it. I wonder if it's going to star Logan Marshall Green again. Possibly, maybe. Who knows? I mean, there isn't much other information other than they're adapting it. So he would be the big gang boss, cyberpunk gang boss now, but he would be like the robot instead of 
he'd be like the AI, wouldn't he? Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, who knows? Uh, yeah, there we go. So uh, that's it. Cool. News. Have you got okay. any news? Or is that it? That's it. <laughs> Have you? Uh, what are you drinking? Mocha. Just a cup of cup of tea, mate. Just a cup of tea. Oh. Have a look at that. Mocha. <laughs> Just a cup of English tea. Buffalo for a zip. Uh, it looks nice. It was uh, like uh, you got me once in. Um, what's that one? Like helps you sleep. Uh, Ovaltine. Ovaltine. Uh, Ovaltine. Classic. That's. I think that's it. Horlicks it is what I was thinking of. Sleep, mate. Yeah, that's nice. Horlicks. What's the difference in Horlicks and Ovaltine? Answers on a postcard. I don't know. Uh, have you uh, seen anything this past week <laughs> at all? Uh, so I watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy, which was nice. I also that must, watched. That was right? like a... Can't see anything else. <laughs> that must have taken yeah, every week. Yeah. So it was the extended editions. Obviously, I've got a lot of time to kill, Luke. Uh, I'm not. I'm not working. So I've just had to. What, should, what can I do? I watch a four-hour-long uh, movie trilogy, <laughs> and by four hours, I mean four hours each. Um. So yeah, there was a, like a, a Zoom call with Josh Gad where uh, all like the Lord yeah. of the Rings cast sort of got back together and had a little chat, uh, read some lines out, reenacted some scenes, had some little anecdotes. It was a lot of fun and I knew it was coming up. So I thought I'll watch the trilogy before that goes live and enjoy that as well. Just that little extra bit more. Um, yeah, for me, it's like the perfect high fantasy world and I love it. I love everything about it. Yeah, um, and the, re- revisit them after so long. It's like it's mad because it's probably been a number of years since I've seen them. It's mad to think like how much of it I just remember like word for word and and how much better it is to feel. the Hobbit. Like it's so much better than the Hobbit trilogy. Well, I've only seen the Hobbit trilogy like once in the cinema, so I've decided I want to watch that again just to okay. remember. But yeah, as far as I remember, it's nothing in comparison. But Jesus Christ, this is just just. Sheer perfection. Just a soundtrack, but the Howard Shore score yeah. is just unbelievable. And everyone involved is is awesome. So yeah. It is cool. I mean, it's uh, it's weird to think that we're part of the generation. I think we were quite young, probably like twelve or something when the first one came out. My dad was saying like he's been waiting for a film adaptation since he was a kid. Well, it's yeah. the impossible ad- adaptation made possible. It's almost become like the definitive edition of yeah. these stories now a lot of people who love the books will probably disagree with that but for me it's, just, it's so much more accessible than yeah. the books which I kind of yeah. always always did struggle with a lot maybe just because I'm an idiot but uh... <laughs> and there's so many memes <laughs> so many memes have come from oh man Lord of the Rings this week I have subscribed to at least four Lord of the Rings meme groups on Facebook just because I've just been enjoying them so much and uh, <laughs> it's just it's been great. It's been a great sort of blast from the past, just going back and revisiting the, these films. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that was fun. Um, and apart from that, just this this week's film. Oh, actually, there's one more thing, but I'll let you talk about your what you've been watching first. Uh, well, so I've seen a load. I've still um, since Stuart Gordon passed, I, I really kind of hankered to watch a bit more Stuart Gordon stuff. Um, and I was watching something I have not okay. seen before. So I watched Castle Freak. Have you seen that one? No, I've not seen that. So it's Jeff Coombs and uh, uh, what's the, what's the name? Barbara, uh, you know the the one who's in all the Barbara Crampton. 
that's the one, yeah. Uh, they inherit a European castle uh, in uh, Italy somewhere. Um, and then they move in, and then they find that there's like a, a freak living in the castle. Who's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like living in the walls and stuff. Um, and he's like yeah, a I really. Mean, I'm looking at a picture now. He looks pretty damn freaky. He's really horny. Is his like because he's been tied up for ages. So um, uh, yeah, he's like I don't know how he's so strong and it's, he's because he's like a he's just been starved. His whole thing he's just been starved and beaten up. He's not he's not like a demon or anything. He was smashing um, the weights the whole time he's been there. Yeah, pumping up those guns. <laughs> um, pumping up those guns. It's pretty good. It's um. Uh, not my favourite still going to film knowing there is sort of camp and fun uh, but it's uh, it's well worth a watch it's got that the the full moon uh, films always seem to have a similar sort of soundtrack uh, it's difficult to explain but you'll know what I mean when you if you watch it um, it, yeah. it dates it to around early 2000s late 90s early 2000s a lot um, but um, yeah what else I watched Q the Winged Serpent Oh uh, yeah! Oh wow! I'm, I'm not. I've not seen that for. I don't think I've seen that for well over ten years. Uh it's decent. It's all right. It's it's pretty fun. Uh, there's a, so it's about <laughs> what is like ritualistic killings going on in Brooklyn. Um, like as is like an they're trying to raise an Aztec god, who is how's its name Quetzalcoatl or something like that, and it's this giant winged beast who is in the Chrysler Building. And he's going around, sort of ropey-looking, um, yeah. Uh, animation. Is it like stop-motion animation a bit? Yeah, but uh, yeah. part of the filming, they um, <clears throat> so normally for those kind of things, uh, you you speak to the effects guys and you say, right, this is how we're going to shoot it, and they'll say, no, move this there so we can do this there. It's like a, a collaborative effort. And this Larry Cohen had shot it all, and then said, put the. <laughs> I've got. I've, oh, done, no. I've already done it, so you just kind of have to slot it in. Uh, but you oh, can kind of tell. But it's serpent like. Isn't the serpent like a bit gummy? If I remember, <laughs> got no teeth. It's got a beak. Uh, yeah, it's beaky, it? yeah, it's beak and a tongue. Um, it's. I mean, it's cool. It's a lot of fun. There's uh, Michael Mariotti. Uh, he's in a lot of Larry Cohen films. He makes it. He's so fun. He's a sort of jazz. Uh, Blues playing, a bit like Ryan Gosling. Blaz, uh, blaz, blues, jazz playing. <laughs> uh, Small time crook who finds the cue and starts, and he like lures some gangsters into it and he's like shouting, Eat him. I just, Eat I, him. I remember it being absolutely nuts. I remember it, it is being pretty nuts. Properly nuts. At the same time as this, there's like a, a cop uh, procedural sort of thing going on and with all the killing, like ritualistic. Human sacrifice killings where they're taking people's hearts out. David Carradine as well, isn't it? Yeah, episode. yeah, yeah. It's good. It's pretty good. It's a lot of fun. I would definitely, definitely like to watch that again, just to remember. Yeah. Uh, okay. The only other thing I saw is uh, Sinister for the first oh, yeah. time. I never seen that for before. the first time. The, okay. For the first time, yeah. I don't know why. I think from everything I saw, I heard a lot of good things about it. But from everything I saw of it, it just looked like another one of those generic modern horrors. Um, I mean, it is to know. some extent, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm going to, that's, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm going to say is that it is pretty generic. It's got quite a, a thin plot that I couldn't really, it didn't seem to really go anywhere. It's kind of just a 
series of linked like videos. Yeah. Of, you know, it's also got uh, Mick from Slipknot in it. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, <laughs> that's the first thing. I, it's like a cross between Mick. It's a cross between Mick and Jim Root from Slipknot. Yeah. Um, it's a bit predictable. I mean, I kind of like some bits about it. Like the soundtrack's a bit. Eerie. Soundtrack's great, I think. Uh, and especially in the of... uh, in the found footage snuff film bits. It's so eerie. Yeah, and like the end credits as well. I can't. It's quite nine inch nails. I find the soundtrack. You know, like a lot of the um, yeah. industrial sort of um, percussiony stuff that they kind of do, like in- instrumental stuff between. Well, probably Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. It sounds a bit like that. That was. Well. I don't actually know who did the soundtrack. Uh, yeah, he's, he's listened to it a lot. Yeah, but I mean, like uh, the lawnmower bit, um, and a couple of other stuff. Bits, like, there's yep. just some genuinely That's good, effective. genuinely scary bits in it. Uh, but I hate yeah. the end. Like, it's got one of those ending shots, like an ooga booga shot at the end. Yeah, yeah, bit ooga booga. I thought Ethan Hawke had a lovely cardigan on. <laughs> yeah, um, that's good for, and he also had some nice glasses on on a string, which I think always always lovely. Um. You can get some many... string for your headphones. They look like you could <laughs> you could sort of take them off and it'd hang around your neck. <laughs> you could add, add a sort of great. scholarly look to your. Uh... I don't need that, mate. I don't need to up the scholarly look. I'm already. <laughs> you need to down, down it, if anything. <laughs> yeah. Down it. <laughs> that scholarly look. Down it. Down it. Down it. Down it. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much it. I think that's. Pretty much all I've watched. I suppose obviously the Lord of the Rings stuff took up a lot of time, you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. They're back again. So, uh, and then it was just Triangle. Yeah, Triangle. Which have you uh, ever seen this film before? Yeah. Yep. I've seen this before. I remember renting this on like Love Film when they used to send the DVD out. Remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. (laughs) I don't think I ever used it, but. Ah. I used to love it because you could like keep it for as long as you want, pretty much. You keep the film, and you should be able to rent games as well. Keep it for as long as you want. Play the system. Uh, yeah, so I saw that. So yeah, probably just a little bit after release, I guess. Probably was the last time I saw that. Yeah. Uh, but did you say you've seen it before? Uh, yeah, yeah. Not that long ago, I don't think. Last year or maybe something like that. Um, last week. Last week. <laughs> uh, I. Uh, that Christopher Smith guy. I remember. I really like some of. I, I remember really liking Black Death. I feel like it had a, a really good, like, yeah. s- horrible sort of tone to it. Uh, what was mm-hmm. it? the Creep one? I like most of it. I love the London Underground with its like little caverns and uh, it's like the homeless people who live in the walls of the London Underground. It's like a really nice, really cool little idea. Yeah. Um, not too, not too keen on the slashery elements of it, but it's um, it's a lot of fun. And what was the other one? Severance. Oh yeah, there was, I went for a period of loving that growing up. Mm. Yeah, I, I've not seen that for years either. I don't think I've seen I've seen Creep before. I don't think I've seen Black Death. So uh, yeah, Severance yeah. is Danny Dyer in Severance. Have I imagined that? Yeah, yeah, it's, it came around. Out, I want to say Sean of Daddy sort of time or yeah. on that wave yeah definitely a sort of comedy horrors it's got a it's vibe like a of that team building team building thing isn't it yeah it's got Andy Nyman in it who's fantastic just about anything he's in cool uh, yeah so this is okay I'll read out a little bit about it 
So Triangle is a 2009 psychological horror film written and directed by Christopher Smith and starring Melissa George and Michael Dorman. Um, George portrays a single mother who goes on a boating trip with several friends. Um, when they're forced to abandon their ship, they board a derelict ocean liner where they become convinced that someone is stalking them. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so who we got? Melissa yeah. uh, George is Jess. Melissa George. Uh, she's from Home and Away, or one of those neighbours, or something like that. I think. Um, I think she's been in quite a few things now. I recognise her face. Michael Dorman yep. as Greg. Michael Dorman as Greg. So Michael Dorman is the brother in the Invisible Man, the new Invisible Man film. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Pop that one as soon, and then I don't recognise. Oh yeah, Liam Hemsworth is in it as well. So Chris Hemsworth's brother. He's got like a. Well, I guess it's quite a big part. Um, yeah. And I don't recognise many of the other people in it. The only thing I'd say about the film is, I mean, it's better than this film, but uh, it's very similar. I've seen Time Crimes. Yeah. Uh, I do know, I know a lot about Time Crimes, but I don't know if I've actually seen it. Well, I don't want to, well, I don't want to spoil it. But I know that there's like some, obviously spoilers for Triangle and Time Crimes coming up. Like time loopy stuff, right? Yeah, but even to the point where there's like uh, they're being stalked by a person with a bag on yeah. their head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I might, do you know what? I might have seen it. I always get confused with something else. There's another like sort of low budget time travel film, isn't there? Primer. Yeah. Primer's yeah, great. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. I always get confused with that. So I think, I think I've seen Primer and not Time Crimes. Uh, okay. Yeah, Time Crimes yeah, isn't as serious it. as that. Uh, that's a predestination. Have you seen that one? Mate, mm. mate, Ethan Hawke. That's a good one. Like, not many people have seen that one, I don't think, and it's it's pretty great. Um, no, I've not seen that. One. Don't only spoil two, that. Only two thousand, only two thousand fourteen. Interesting. No, not seen that. Um, this is a weird one because it's like a British Australian production set in America. <laughs> it's set in America, but it's all shot in Queensland, Australia, right? Yeah, and it does kind of look like Queensland, Australia. Someone in the Facebook group just, points that out. Yeah, why can't they just go, it's in Queensland, Australia? Well, why does it need to be Florida? Is why? <coughs> uh, where's, the, where's, the, where's the Bermuda Triangle? Um, Bermuda. Where's Bermuda? Is that in Florida Keys? For the sake of this maybe. argument, I'm going to say it is. I think they okay. named it that because they were like, it's the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, yeah, go. but they never, but they never mention the Bermuda Triangle. Triangle in any way, do they? So, okay, yeah, that you're correct. You're correct, Luke. Go on, enjoy <laughs> that. So, yeah, Florida. It's like off the coast of Florida, and then Bermuda and Puerto Rico. And it's like the Triangle. I mean, they could have those. got away. I mean, the only thing that's called Triangle is the boat. They could have got away with unless they're trying to tap into that Bermuda Triangle market. That's some that's some hot <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a hot dollar that is. People are loving that. Yeah. What's this film set? <laughs> Queensland, Australia. Oh not interested. <laughs> oh, yeah. Triangle. Get me a ticket. Yeah. People love the Bermuda Triangle for some reason. Um Yeah, so uh but it looks like it looks like very Australian. And then uh, I think you've got all the Australian actors in there as well, so it's a bit like we know. Yeah. We know. We know. Who you trying to fool? Uh so Okay, so this is a timey wimey story. We've got 
it doesn't. I, so the first time I watched it, I was like, this is pretty tight. It all kind of works. This time I watched it, I was like, no, that doesn't quite work. I picked up a couple of bits that kind of yeah. unspooled the entire thing. And I was like, well, if that's the case, this whole thing doesn't work. I'll tell you about yeah. it when we, when we get to it. Uh, yeah. but, <clears throat> so it starts with uh, uh, George, Melissa George, Jess is her name. Uh, she's got an autistic son called Tommy. He's got a like a bowl haircut. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so a pretty he, solid bowl haircut. Solid great, bowl. Yeah. He looks like uh, <laughs> Nick Carter before yep. <laughs> before he got big and famous. Uh, yeah, <laughs> or Aaron Carter. I don't know. <clears throat> so one of them. So Jess, it's a bit weird because it starts off a little bit uh, jumbled. Uh, so she has this kid and she's telling this kid everything's going to be okay and he's crying and then it cuts to her ar- arriving at the harbour where every, all the gang's getting yeah. ready to go for a little boat trip, sailing trip. Yep. And <laughs> she like, here's the doorbell ring, right? Oh yeah, but there's no one there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no one there, and she sort of shouts over to her neighbour and says, "Like, hey, did you see anyone at the door?" But this is—it's a bit obviously. What's portrayed here is that she's obviously a bit frustrated, but essentially she seems to be shown as a good mum, yeah. someone who's obviously a single parent, and uh, she's got an autistic son. So the struggles of that, the frustrations of that in a few in a few short scenes, uh, yeah. So it's good when we revisit this later. But for now, yeah, that's what we'll say. And then we're kind of introduced to everyone pretty quickly as they're getting on a boat in the harbour in Florida. Yeah, in Florida. Um, Definitely in Florida. They start to sail out and uh, we get some impressions that uh, Jess was being a bit not forthcoming of where her child is because she said she dropped him off at school. Uh, but it's Saturday, so people are a bit worried about that. She's just she's acting a bit strange. She sleeps. She doesn't remember stuff. She properly. looks a bit like she looks a bit shell shocked. Yeah, doesn't she? She's a bit like oh god, Jesus Christ! Like she's woken up and uh, but she's not quite awake yet. She hasn't had her coffee. She's just yeah. wandering around aimlessly. People are trying to talk to her. She's just like oh what? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. there's um so there's a guy named Greg who's got a boat. And his friends, Sally and Downey, who are like married, they bring along a young lady for him to potentially get it on with. Her name's Heather. And there's a weird sort of subplot that Greg's got like this guy named Victor, who's played by Liam Hemsworth, who's like a runaway teen living with him. Oh, yeah. They kind of go, why have you got an 18-year-old boy living with you? And I'm like, first of all, Liam Hemsworth's not 18. He's like 35. <laughs> Second of all, yeah, what have you got an 18-year-old boy living with you for? Greg? A bit it's weird. Greg. Yeah, just Greg. What can you expect? Uh, so as they're out, but we get the impression that Greg likes Jess quite a bit. Uh, yeah. But she, and she, she doesn't seem like she's, later on we'll find out if she's been through a lot. But she doesn't seem like she... I think maybe she's forgetting stuff by this point or she's completely forgotten. Um, Talking about cardigans again, uh, Jess has got a lovely cardigan on and it looks like quite a chunky knit. And all I can think is they're out 
on the boat in in Florida. That's a chunky knit, mate. She's that, that's a chunky <laughs> knit. That's you're going to be sweating. <laughs> Armpits going to be drenched. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so whilst they're out of sailing, Greg knows exactly what he's doing, especially uh, Liam Hensworth. He's running around the boat, spinning stuff around. I mean, maybe he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. Maybe he's just so <laughs> pretending. Get that sail up. See us up. Look at that. Oh, I didn't think that would work. But it's just winding stuff, cranking, tying the shoelaces and knots. Uh, yeah. Climbing. He's a, good, he's a good skipper. Can we call him a skipper? Or is that the... I think Greg's the a skipper. The boat? Yeah, that's uh, right. He's the he's the boy, the second in command second boy. boy. I think a boy, boy. I don't know what. They're just what flowing the water. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Got that mixed up again, and I. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, at some point there's a big storm, uh, and it comes out of nowhere. It's like a demonic looking storm, CGI, very CGI yeah. storm. Um, there's some there's some dodgy CGI in this. Like there's some bits later on with. Well, I mean, we'll come to that, but there's some bits where it just looks like things have been plonked on yeah. to the screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that looks real. Yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? Um, so the sun comes and it completely wipes them out. Um, like it explodes the boat, with, uh, you know, implodes it with water, flips it over one of them. The just girl... Be- just before... Gone. Greg tries to radio the Coast Guard, doesn't he? And we get like, oh, he yeah. picks up like a distress signal where like some woman is saying, oh my God, please help. She's killing everybody. <laughs> and Greg's like, just get a Coast Guard on the line, please. We yeah. need your help. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the boat flips up. What's her name? Heather, is it? Uh, she's gone. Yeah. No idea she gets- where she's gone. <laughs> She gets like sucked out the window, doesn't she? Yeah, who knows? She could have made it back. She yeah, she's all she right. Could have landed in a bana- on a banana boat somehow. Who knows? Yep. And, who knows? Uh, then so they're on top of the boat. It's capsized. Um, it's like mm-hmm. storm's gone. It passed through in a matter of moments. I'd be annoyed with you if I was the owner of that boat. Like, how much did that boat cost? And you'd just be like. That storm has literally turned up for 10 seconds, 30 yeah. seconds, ruined my boat, and yeah. fucked off. And he's like, the fin, whatever you call that, under the, underneath the boat, stick it up now. And it's like, oh, that's why it's called triangle. <laughs> it's boat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is a bit where we see a lot of shots of them on the upturned boat, and they look very painted on, yeah. plonked on. I mean, it's, I don't think it's a huge budget film, is it? Uh, it looks no, I think I think it's quite a small budget. Well, actually, here we go. Twelve million the budget was. So not and the box office. One point three to one point six million. Oh, I hope it made that back over time. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine Black Death did that that much box office either. So Christopher Priest, maybe that's what he made a rom com after these. I don't know what it's called. Like a one of those Christmas rom com, Save Santa or Get Santa or something. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Or just it, it looks like money up. one of those you know the movies at Christmas they're red and green and white one of those oh ones. yeah <laughs> I think I've seen a letterbox list which has got like every red and green and white Christmas poster ever made and there's hundreds um, he's he to in do that to make ends meet <laughs> probably he's in yeah. there somewhere yeah and it's going to be about a, a husband whose wife has died and he, he's forgotten the meaning of Christmas but then he meets some woman and her kids 
and his kids help her them get together and the spirit of Christmas is found. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, mate. We should make one. Let's make one. Uh, uh, what's, uh, I don't know where we're at. So, ah! Okay, so <clears throat> the, the big boat comes. They're like lost and they're sort of waiting and they're, <laughs> they're getting very hot, especially in that tight knit. Although maybe she's taking it off now, I don't know. <clears throat> maybe. Yeah, it's like a, um, the, big, the big boat is a big stonking uh, cruise ship, isn't it? Yeah, so like a big old stonking cruise ship just comes gallivanting past and everybody's like calling it, saying, hey, come on, stop, stop. I don't really know what happens. Does it stop or does, did it, is it moving so slowly that they manage to I think to it's moving like, so slow, yeah. Yeah. You just hop onto it. Um, and they just get onto it. And it looks a bit like, it's, it looks deserted, what appears deserted. It's like rusted. It's a bit like in a state of, it's a classic ghost ship, it looks like, doesn't it? Yeah, cat. Walked in and she's been watching this. She said, Are you watching Ghost Ship? The nice. film with Carl Urban in it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, it's Ghost Ship. Got um, Treat Williams in it. You know, from Deep Rising. Am I just conflating the, yeah, the, sea, the sea horror movies? But who's the. Um, in Ghost Ship, who's the sort of the captain? Maybe I am just thinking like completely. Oh most- I I I don't remember anything about Ghost Ship. It's apart from like everyone's heads get cut off by like some wire. That bit's good. That bit's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, Gabriel Byrne is in it. That's who I'm thinking of. I think. Yeah. Um, and a young Emily Browning is like the creepy kid. Yeah, Emily Browning from Sucker Punch. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yeah. Oh, hey. Uh, yeah. From Lemony Snickets. Do you know, we, it's been a while since we've done like a terrible film. Yeah. Actually, I don't think, I don't think it is. We did Spookies recently. But it's been a while since <laughs> we've done a terrible film from the early noughties. You want to do Ghost Ship? Is that what you're saying? That, that could be one for the future. We'll add it to the list, isn't it? Yeah. I remember a scene where Carl Urban's eating some beans and then it turned out to be worms. <laughs> or something like that. 
It's classic. Just bloody look. <laughs> just look before you eat, Carl. You're just shoving it in his gob. I think you're eating worms there, mate. Yeah, dread, just dread helmets. You can't see. What? I forget all the time that Carl Urban is in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, he plays Ro. He's like Rohan a, man. Rohan man. Yeah, that's his yeah. name. <laughs> and he's like got quite a significant part, but it's weird that I kind of forget. He's in tons yeah, of stuff. Sorry, Carl. Uh, let's get his filmography up because uh, he's in a he's in a lot. I'm sure. And then it, I don't know when it was when it was his, when his turning point was. I think it maybe was around Dread when people were like oh because he's in Doom. People started taking him seriously. Oh, yeah. maybe Star Trek because he plays uh, he played that character in Star Trek. Johnny Scotty uh, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> he's in Xena Warrior Princess yeah he's in Riddick. he does some vo- oh yeah Riddick? yeah he plays the big bad guy in Riddick or no okay. not the big bad guy but the one that comes Smaller around to the good, <laughs> a bit shorter uh, oh right okay so he's in the Chronicles of Riddick he must be the main bad and I think in Riddick he's like a got a smaller part um, he's in a Born Supremacy well, yeah. He's in Pathfinder as well. That's a pretty cool little um, Viking movie, right? He's done a lot, I think, is the point. <laughs> yeah, that's the point you're making. Yeah. He's done he's done plenty. And obviously <coughs> The Boys, which hopefully the second series is coming out sometime soon. Maybe. Yeah. He hasn't done Triangle yet. Uh, he's not in Triangle, no. but he is in Ghost Ship, which is a bit similar <laughs> to this film, I guess, because it's yeah. Ghost Ship. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so they all go. They all get onto the ocean liner, which I think is called Aeolus. Aeolus, yeah. Aeolus, which apparently means quick, nimble. In Greek mythology, in some ways, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they kind of like find a room full of like fresh, fresh food in a dining room. Um, as they're walking around, Jess is like got major deja vu. She's like, oh, I've definitely been here before. And of course, everyone's like, What are you on about? We're just we're in the weirdest possible situation. And you've seen it before. She finds a key so up in there. And then she's like, These are my keys. And they're like, yeah. Nah. Just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at this. It's got a picture of my son on this. Is it, wait, is that on her keys or something? Or something? Um, yeah, it's all a bit it's all a bit mad, but I think everyone's kind of just like she's off her rocker, yeah. Well, I think they think she's experiencing shock. Or this this film is one of those things where, as I'm watching it, I mean, this will come more apparent later on. I feel like someone should just say, "Just stop, everybody, stop what you're doing. Let's talk (laughs) about what's happening." Because there's no there's no sense in eventually just killing each other. There's a lot of like just wandering aimlessly into the next room, and then stuff happening, and then people just getting split up and running off and yeah, yeah. it's because it she starts to just say like stay here i'm gonna go do something else and i just think tell them why it might sound insane but you like communication just communicate yeah, there's, no, there's not there's no communication in this film yeah. there's a lot of screaming there's a lot of screaming and calling calling jess a psychopath yeah um and there's a lot of accusations you know you did this you just said this no, I didn't. It's like she doesn't seem to understand. Yeah, <laughs> and then she I mean, goes, pretty... "Oh no, I did." <laughs> oh God, yeah, I Turns did. Out. But yeah, 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 I did. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So what else? Oh yeah, uh, Jess like sees someone watching them, doesn't she? And Victor like chases after whoever they are. Yeah. Um, and there's a bit where her and Greg end up in a room and in blood on a mirror, it says go to theater. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, if this was a game, you know, that would be a, you'd go straight to the theater, mate. It could pop up on your map to see exactly where it was. And you'd go there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so as, as they kind of go to the theater, they go into the room where they get back into the dining room and now the food is all like rotten. Okay. So which obviously may hint that some time has passed or something. It's getting more convoluted by the second. Yeah. I have no idea yeah. what's happening now. And, <clears throat> and then there's just, uh, yeah, I think she notices at one point that her, her watch is at the same time as what does the clock on the wall for some reason. Uh, <laughs> now I'm thinking about that. I'm like, why? Yeah. Um, and, then, and then Victor enters at one point. Liam Hemsworth and he's like covered in blood and she's like oh my god are you okay but then he attacks Jess tries to kill her he's like trying to strangle her yeah um, but she managed to fight him off by like fingering he's got like a he's got like a vagina in the back of his head yeah and she sticks her fingers in that and he goes ah and passes out from I'm assuming pleasure but I think <laughs> it might be from pain yeah she like digs her fingers in his uh, brain stem or something yeah. Um, so I it's all there's lots to take in it's all happening pretty quickly right yeah this movie definitely has like a pace to it like you, you I don't think you ever really get time to get bored or anything um, <clears throat> so uh, then she goes to the theatre Greg's been shot he's like lying on the floor um, yeah Town, Downey and uh, Downey and Townie. Downey and uh, Sally. Yeah. yeah, Sally. So then they get shot by like an off off-site shotgun. Yeah. Well, first um, of all, they're like, "Oh my, Jess, Greg said that you shot him." Yeah. And they like attack her, and she's like, "No, I didn't. No, I didn't." Yeah. And then we see like a baghead person wearing like a blue boiler suit, um, just up on the <laughs> balcony, uh, shooting. She's got like a. Is it like a shotgun or a rifle? It's a shotgun, in it, I think, because uh, she has to do a barrel. Plop, bring it, plop them in. Yeah, <laughs> plop them in. Uh, yeah, so then, I mean, they're, they're running around. She gets attacked by the, the baghead person. Um, there's like a, a moment where the baghead person's like, do I shoot this person or not? Uh, but then they start, she goes through it. At one point she goes, I don't know what to do, so she like lobs the gun at her, knocks her off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like she runs out of bullets at that point and just slings the gun yeah. at Jess. I mean, I could t- I could, it was kind of obvious that this backhead person was a woman at this stage. Yeah. But that was pretty obvious. It seemed like maybe they were trying to show that it wasn't. It was just some yeah. killer, killer man. Okay. So here, here's one point which I think kind of unspools the logic a bit. Uh, Jess picks up an axe that is like on the side. It's like, like a fire axe that's like on the wall. <clears throat> she takes it off. She also picks up this little wheel thing faucet head and she like rolls it down the thing to confuse oh yeah yeah yes but the whole thing is this this whole thing happens in a circle the next chest that comes along isn't going to have the axe on the wall and isn't going to have yeah the the faucet thing to 
to throw and distract this person. So I, I, I kind of it doesn't that unspool the entire thing. Like, and then I kind of feel like, but there's only so many boiler suits. There's only so many shotgun bullets. Surely this yeah. is all going to run out. Unless the ship's resetting like, in a way. I don't know. I think the ship's resetting, yeah. But if that's the case, it's not consistent then. Because although it's a great visual, there's a reveal of all the dead Sallies. Yeah. Wouldn't that reset? Okay. I think it's resetting, but I think it's keeping. It's almost like duplicating things. Like, because obviously we see sometimes when Jess loses her necklace. And it's kind of falls into a big pile of loads of necklaces. So, obviously, things are resetting to a degree. Yeah. But the the things that sort of get left up, the things that move around the ship, kind of stay. If that makes sense, Does that makes sense. I mean, I guess it, it would kind of make sense if if anything that was on the ship before they got on reset. Yeah. But everything that uh, they're wearing or they so bring onto the ship doesn't. Yeah, so everything, everything that kind of comes onto the ship, on about their person, you know, by the time this the time loop resets, the ship kind of maintains everything that was there from the from the first time, including like dead bodies and stuff, right? He might say he must do because uh, that there would definitely make some inconsistencies sense. because you think if there are so many bodies in one in one area, obviously. With the Sally thing, why aren't there more bodies everywhere? Yeah, from all the different ways that you know. Well, so she, she... cleans them up, doesn't she? She starts throwing them off the deck. Oh yeah, okay. The Sally, she's like, no one's finding that. There's a million mm. bodies up there. I'm not doing that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, the next, yeah. the next Jess can sort that out. That's just our work, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just leave it for the next Jess. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> the future Jess. Yeah, yeah, or past yes. Yeah. Um <clears throat> so she pushes this bagger Jess off the off the side of the boat and she's like there kill them is the only way kill them is the only way to save them or reset the boat. Kill them is the only way to get off the boat essentially. Because I think already we assume Jess doesn't actually care about anybody on the boat. She only cares about getting back to her son. Yeah. Or she seems to say that at least. And at this point, I think is when she sees over the boat, she sees them from before just shout seeing the boat and shouting to it. And she was she the where she stood now, she saw her yeah. earlier in the in the film. Yeah. So it starts to loop. A lot of the things that a lot of the moments from when he first got to the boat, we realised when he heard someone or saw something, it was her. Just yeah. the, the next like run along. Um, <clears throat> so Jess has started to realise it, it's in a loop. She finds this shotgun and the boiler suits and stuff, but she I don't know if she figures out figures out it's her just yet, or she, she's yeah. not going to do it anyway. Um, I think she uh, she tries to uh, okay. So she sees Victor and she's trying to tell him about it, and he's like, uh, "You're a nutcase." Uh, so yeah. she like grabs him and shivs his head onto a spike. <laughs> <laughs> his head goes so easily onto the spike. It's like his head is made of um, like blancmange yeah. or something. It just really just goes, it just slips right on like that. Like if that yeah. was real, I'd be impaling <laughs> yeah. my head on things all the time. Yeah. 
I would just be like, maybe he had that hole already. That? He already had that hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he already had the vagina on his <laughs> on his head. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty pretty nuts, isn't it? So yeah, she attempts to warn him. She pushes her onto that, and obviously then he's like, "Oh, what have you done? You bloody, you're crazy!" And does she just run off at this point? Yeah, she's like, "Whoops!" She runs off. She finds him again <laughs> later. And she's like, I "Didn't mean to hurt you. Sorry." Um, and then she runs off again. So um, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> as, as she's sort of going through this cycle, she says she's she's trying to change it. She says, "If I could stop the cycle." So, for example, she takes a shotgun to the theater, but this time she shoots back at the at the version of her that shot Greg and Downey and Sally, and she's mm-hmm. like, she like gets them right on the head. But um, I, I don't understand how that keeps everything consistent then, because she never, she's never that version. You get shot in the head, is she? No. So I'm assuming that's like a, an earlier version of her, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, so she fi- she does find like this place where there's like loads and loads of boiler suits and loads of guns and loads of bags for red. <laughs> Look at the place. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's like it's like the ship's just gone. Here you go then. Get involved. Yeah. Um, yeah, because obviously things start to link up because we see when she gets on the bus, gets on the bus, gets on the boat, <laughs> she like drops her keys. So then obviously that links up. Oh yeah, pre- another version of her dropped the keys. Um, and there's a bit obviously where she... What happens with the locket? She's crawling through somewhere at one point and she, she finds, she's looking she finds down. a bunch of uh, scripts of bits of paper that say yeah, kill them, she knows to get off the boat, the boat or something. And then when she writes it yeah. as well, to test her handwriting, she realizes she's done it exactly the same as all the other notes. There's a cool little effect. Yeah. And then she sees yeah, that's cool. a big pile of her lockets in this grate. What, um, like cough sweets? <laughs> big pile <laughs> that's of That's my lockets, that she is. She goes to slip one into her mouth. lemon flavor. She goes to slip into her mouth and goes, oh, and it, <laughs> it slips out for Tom down into the hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so there's a big old pile of her locket with like the little picture of her son yeah uh, <laughs> so it seems like the, her goal is to like change the pattern so in order to, by changing the pattern she becomes the shooter to kill everybody so <laughs> well, yeah, herself so I don't Greg, understand. Downey, Sally at what point do you go I've been on this ship 30 minutes twice I'm going to kill everyone. Like, it is pretty much like that. She has been on the ship 30 minutes twice and then she works it out. But then, I don't know. It's kind Would of like you just start killing people though? I don't know. If it feels like a, it feels like she gets pushed to that. So obviously it's suggesting that, that, that she's been there for 30 minutes twice, but because she sees all this stuff, like the notes, the lockets, she realizes that actually it might feel like she's been there 30 minutes twice, but actually she's been there hundreds of times. She's been there in this loop all these times. Yeah, but the loop's bigger than that, isn't it? So she gets off the boat and goes back onto it again and again and again and again. Yeah, but the loop isn't that big when she's on the boat. The loop is... Well, that's what's confusing because there must be a... I think there must be like a a figure eight shape happening. So one time she goes on the boat, one version of events happens and she does like a little loop and it comes off. And the other time she goes and she's the version he gets shot in the head and she's the sub version of herself and then gets off the that boat and gets sense. back on it. That, I mean, that, 
that makes sense unless like somehow this time loop like you're at the epicenter of it you're on the boat and it kind of is this 30 minute loop but as you get off the boat it's a bit it might have been bigger that probably doesn't make sense might be worth so i mean i understand like trying to make it like logically consistent and taught all the way through uh, which time crimes is, I think, from what I remember. Uh, but yeah, might have been worth making it a bit weirder in this. So maybe going from a Groundhog Day, like you have no idea how long she's been on there for. She keeps like circling through and trying things. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't there to. Yeah, you know, say <laughs> <laughs> it's got a lot of interesting, interesting ideas. Though, I think, and interesting. And themes. and doing this kind of film must be really difficult to pull off. Surely. Oh yeah, because I bet you come away from it and you go right. That's that's it. That's the final cut, and then you realise you've missed something. You're like, oh. <sighs> Hopefully, Luke Condor won't realise. <laughs> I bet he. I bet uh, they know all of the sort of the logical flaws as well. They must know them all, and they're like, well, yeah, it's not software. I can't do an update. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so yeah, that will happen bit... eventually. Fans will complain about stuff enough. Oh, it's yeah. like the, it's like the HBO Max Justice can. League. We'll just pat- yeah. we'll do a patch update. Justice yeah. League 2.0. That film was shit. It was just it was it was the update of that film. Oh shit as well. <laughs> Devastated. Maybe. Um <laughs> so yeah, there's a bit later where Jess chases Sally. Um and we we see that it was Sally who sent the distress signal that was heard by Greg's boat. Um so obviously like their version of reality exists in the same version of reality as the the storm capsizing the boat and stuff exists at the same time in one version of reality what do you mean well like because obviously sally sends the distress signal and it's heard by greg's boat isn't it? oh yeah so, so there is a version of version of events where they're alive at the same time as everybody on the boat as well yeah or the or the signal just doesn't get to greg's boat until until yeah. that point in time, it's difficult to say. Yeah. Yeah. So when she when Jess cap, catches up to Sally as well, who has been stabbed at this point, um, there are like dozens and dozens of Sally corpses. Sally doesn't seem as freaked out as you would be when you if you stumble onto a deck and there's dozens of versions of you dead. Yeah, I know what you mean. She's a bit like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, rather than what the actual fuck is going she's, on. She's like bleeding out at the same time. And she's like terrified of uh, what's her face, and then she's yes. like, "Don't worry, I'm gonna save you. I'm gonna make you a better." And she's like, "Please don't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> Just please don't hurt me. Too late. I've stabbed you." Yeah, yeah. And Jess is like slipping and accidentally stabbing her again. Whoops! I'm gonna look after you. Whoops! <laughs> stab, stab. Kiss, kiss. <laughs> Got it. If the stab is as easy as um, uh, play, play doh, play doh. Play the man's Hemsworth. head getting squished. <laughs> yeah. And then, whoops. Oh no. Butterfingers. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, he's like a cake pop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go ahead like a cake pop. <laughs> yeah, you ever, have you ever had a cake him. pop? You ever made a cake pop? Yeah. I've never quite made nice. one, but I've had one. Quite nice, honey. It's lovely, mate. <laughs> it's delicious. Uh, okay, so the, the final cycle in this version of Jess. Goes uh, goes Rambo and is like, I need to get off this boat. I've been here an hour. <laughs> she's like <laughs> a, she's like, hour, she's like a Karen. She's a Karen. She's got a complaint, and she's like, 
I'm not taking yeah. this nonsense. Let me speak to your manager with a shotgun. <laughs> she just starts annihilating everyone. Yeah. Pretty good with that gun as well, right? Yeah. Well, I, I guess the first a lot point... Of, a lot of time to get good. Yeah. The first, the first time... First person to kill is uh, Greg. She has... She obviously doesn't want to do it. <clears throat> but then he... When he realises it's her because it's because of um, her big toenail... He's like, yep. Jess? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He's going to toenail she, anywhere. He kind of sees that toenail. Or, or, he's like, I recognise that colour anywhere of toenail. Yeah. Uh, I recognise that ingrown toenail. You had an ingrown oh. toenail. <laughs> I've, nib- I've nibbled on that before. <laughs> yeah. And then she, once she realised she's been outed, it's too late by that point. I mean, you can't go back on that. Just yeah. shoot him. <laughs> you can't walk okay. back on it. It's a prank, Greg. It's a prank. It's a prank. <laughs> so she shoots him off the off the balcony. And she's like, "Your ticket is a standing ticket." Well, she should have said something like that. <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. Just nice. Getting the the foyer, whatever it's called, tickets, please. Uh, and then, well, like you're gonna miss the show. One of those things. And then she starts like uh, cocking and shooting, uh, <laughs> uh, Towny, Downy, and Sally. Tony, Downey, Sally and Sally and Jew. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's fucking everybody up. Um, um, but then obviously she has a fight with herself, essentially. She gets done over by herself, which is the same version of herself as she's already lived, I guess. Oh, yeah. So she, yeah. So she's, she pushed herself off the boat. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then when she when she wakes up, she's on the shore. And you think, ah, oh, she escaped. Everything's everything's all right after all. But then when she goes back home, she realizes it's the same morning as the morning she ended up on the boat. But when she returns, she looks into her house, and then we kind of see the the same. The same version of events as that morning, but I guess we see different parts of it and a different side to it where she's just a bit of a horrible, abusive yeah. bitch. She like, uh, the, the boy's Slap like, the kid. yeah, she like slaps it because he drops some paint or something. And he drops the paint because he sees her at the window looking in. Yeah. So it's her own fault, really. It's her own fault. She ends up slapping him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she buzzes the doorbell and then sneaks yep. around she annihilates herself like by this point she's like oh, yeah. practiced she's practiced killing yeah yeah and she's not got a, a inch of remorse I guess she like sees herself doing that to him and she's like oh, what have I become yeah. what have it, I become felt a bit Rick and Morty you know how they always go to the other parallel dimensions and then just kill the versions of those that are in that dimension so they can sort of well maybe they okay. maybe that's not quite right but uh they she has to kill this one because <laughs> she's going to take its place yeah uh but then the kid sees it and that's why he was crying at the start of the film because uh yeah. and then she cuts his head with a with a bowl just to <laughs> make the bowl cut just to make the bowl cut look much better before they go out the ice yeah and i guess i mean so it's quite quite neatly wrapped up 
there's a bit where the, she's driving away. She's got the other bit, dead version of her in the car. Um, and then she gets out. Oh, she hits the bird. And then she gets out, she drops it onto the beach yeah. and there's like hundreds of these birds. So it must have happened again yeah. and again so and again and again. She, but, I think maybe the figure eight version of events is kind of... But you've, you, may, you may be onto something there. If that's the case, they'd be like, we need to put some traffic lights up on this road. This same car <laughs> has crashed <laughs> on this road so many times. I don't know. I don't think, it, I don't think it's quite as logical as I thought it no, might be. It's not. I guess every, for every time it happens, it's like brand new to everybody except Jess because she's the only person yeah. trapped in the loop. Trapped but in the loop. They're driving away uh, and then she... Uh, <clears> the <throat> son's crying about his bowl cut. He's like, I want the curtains. And uh, she crashes the car. <laughs> yeah. And okay, so it does kind of, I do like the way it wraps up quite a bit, actually. Because her yeah. son dies in the crash and the other version of her is there. Um, and then a taxi driver's like, Do you want to lift? And then she says, Take me to the harbor. That makes sense because she's like, That's, she realizes that she can basically use it as a time machine to go back and try again. Yeah, exactly. So but, she never re- but she never knows. So, like, she wakes up all shell-shocked, gets on the, bu- gets on the boat again. I keep calling her a bus. <laughs> Keeps yeah. get, get on the buses again. Boat. <laughs> <laughs> and she forgets. So it's like, yeah, she's going, essentially going back in time to try and save her son each time. That's the yeah. reason for this. But she's just going to get stuck forever because she ain't keeping it in her head. She needs to bloody remember. She needs to do a memento. She needs to write it on her body. Yeah, yeah. Have to do this, save the sun, save the sun, and then just stay home for the rest of the day. Don't go anywhere. Don't go yeah, and get yeah. on the bus. Don't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind okay. of it. So, so that, yeah. that explains why she arrives shell-shocked before the boat trip at the start of the film. And where her son was. Uh, Dead. Yeah, and she. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and there we go. The the film starts again. We're forever trapped in a loop of triangle because then we could just watch the film again, right? And then we're essentially trapped in the same loop. You just turn the loop off, the looping option yeah. off. Just turn the loop off. Go to bed. Go on with your life. <laughs> We've got some trivia. Okay. Uh, also, I'm really need a wee, uh, but we'll be okay. I'll hold it. I'll hold it. In. I'm an adult. <laughs> maybe, maybe that will make this trivia just a little bit more interesting and fun. Okay. Trivia number one: uh, the Aeolus, the ship that Jess and the others jumped to, is named after the ancient mythological Greek ruler of the what? Of the sea. Of the winds. Oh yeah, windy boy. It's not the sea, is it? Because that's bloody what's his name? Um, Persephone. Poseidon. Poseidon. Yeah. Uh, number two. <laughs> Individuals trapped. Oh yeah. Okay. So we're doing the name game for the shape edition. So oh, nice. Different shapes. I'm going to say the logline of the film, and you have to say the shape. Uh, number number one. Individuals trapped in a thing, and they cross industrialized thing-shaped rooms. Some rigged with various traps designed to kill. So I had to take the shape out of the logline because it would have given it away. Individuals trapped in a thing <laughs> and they cross industrialized thing-shaped rooms. And some of the it's thing-shaped a, rooms are rigged with various traps designed to kill. It's cube, right? It is cube. Well done. Um, 
Number three. 50 strangers facing execution have to pick one person among them to live. I don't know if you've seen this, actually. But it's a shape, so you might get it. The off chance. Not that many shapes, uh, is it? Rhombus? Isosceles triangle. I don't know if I have seen this. It's that should this, be the sequel uh, to this. Isosceles. Isosceles triangle. Isosceles <laughs> triangle. Is it uh, hexagon? Circle. Uh, it's a film called Circle, and all these people are sort of in a big uh, circle, and you have to choose something there. That. It's all right. It's all right. Okay. That makes sense. Number four, uh, a lonely janitor stumbles upon an amphibious creature that is held in captive research facility, in a captive at a secret research facility. Uh, she develops a unique relationship with the creature. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure it's the shape of water. Yes. Well, yeah, just literally put the word shape in there just to throw me off, mate. Just to throw you off. A pentagon of water. <laughs> The last one for you. If you take the answer to question two and times it by itself, you get. Say again. <laughs> <laughs> if you take the answer to question two, the, well, the, the first, the answer to the first name game question, yeah. and times it by itself, you get this yeah. one. Um. Something squared. Uh, what was yeah. the second answer? Uh, was it circle? Circle squared. <laughs> uh, cube, cube squared. Cube squared. Uh, hypercube. Yeah, cube squared. Uh, cube okay. squared. Hypercube. I like a good hypercube. Circle cube. <laughs> circle cubed. I've literally my brain has checked out probably about ten minutes ago. Well done. You got them all right. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> oh yes, thank you. I'm mean, going to go for a a wee in a second, but we need to rate the film. I kind of <laughs> want to keep you as long as possible now, just to make this part of the podcast much more interesting. Will it be interesting? Uh, you just see me, my face go. Uh, oh, he's gone. <laughs> he's had a wee wee. That is very interesting. Uh, Look at his rate face. the film. Rate the film. <laughs> that is very interesting. Look at that. I it's never like expected that when he went. <laughs> Um, so in terms of rating when I was watching this film I was kind of a bit like oh this film's way better than I remember it being and I was like this is like a modern this is like a classic but at the same time after thinking about it for a little bit longer I'm like right okay there are some inconsistencies and maybe some things that I'm not quite I don't quite understand maybe that's the point you know maybe that's the point but um, I'd still give it a B I think it's a good film it's enjoyable um, and it's got a lot of interesting Ideas and visuals. Yeah, yeah um, I thought the exact same thing. I think it's a pretty great film. Like it's it's really solid. I mean, you can sort of plot hole. You can pick plot holes out there, but I mean, it's still a great film. I mean, yeah. What more can you want from this unique idea executed in a in a really in a really solid way? So I was going to go with a B plus. Oh, B plus, very nice. Yeah, yeah, very nice. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a underrated gem. Yeah, not many people have seen it. I don't think, uh, but you should do. I think it's Change streaming. It. If you haven't yeah. seen it, go and let him see it. Yeah, in it. All right. Uh, <clears throat> thanks for listening. 
become a yeah. patron over at patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver thanks to Kovac Cowman for our theme music thanks to Acast for hosting the show thanks to the listeners if you enjoyed the show please consider rating and reviewing and remember to join the Facebook group Horror Hangout Board Advisors where we are actually just after, in about 20 minutes going to go play the Friday the 13th game uh, with a few yeah. people from the group exactly yeah so everyone's always getting together doing various things having chats about horror films and the like yeah it's a good place to be and thanks to my co-host Ben for being around our dude thanks Luke I really hope you enjoy your wee <laughs> I'm gonna go I don't need it now for some reason I went to the toilet but I didn't go to the toilet if you know if you catch my drift alright cool guys talk to you in a bit alright then bye in a bit Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.